0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Common Thread. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Kalani Krutzberg. Uh, Kalani's a great friend of mine. He's uh, a serial entrepreneur. He is a military veteran. He's a father and really just an all-around great guy. Um, So I'm very excited for today's episode. Kalani shares a lot of insight into uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur, um, how to launch your business. And some really practical steps and tools um, for continuing to maintain uh, a business and running a business so it's very exciting stuff make sure you take out your phones take some notes it's going to be a great episode also i want to encourage our listeners today whether it's your first time or you've been listening for a while now i want to encourage you guys if you're getting any value from these episodes um, please share them with your friends um, your family also the biggest service that you could do in return for the podcast is leave a review. Uh, if you go to iTunes, you can leave a five-star review if that's what you see fit. And then also leaving uh, a review would also be great. So uh, again, you can do that on iTunes. Um, but yeah, we don't have any sponsors quite yet. Um, we actually do are in the works of getting some sponsors for the podcast. So for the time being, reviews is going to be the ultimate way to, uh, to show some love for us. So without any further ado, I want to introduce my guest today, kalani Kruitzberg
1: to come in and, and do their thing. Um, sure. After stepping away from Kami's and k it gave me the opportunity to start something new. And in the pursuit of looking for ways to create uh, abundance and new opportunities for others, for my fellow community members, I stumbled on an opportunity to build these tiny homes, which we're calling ADUs. Um, ADUs is accessory dwelling units. So, if you could imagine a tiny home in somebody's backyard, or maybe converting their garage into an ADU. But by and large, the way I see it as my storyline goes is I went from being homeless myself to then recovering, standing up on my own two feet, determined to help other homeless veterans get off the streets. And that's how I started Cammies and Canines. And now I've moved on where I went from helping homeless to now building homes, this time in the for-profit arena. So I consider myself to be a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the very thing that keeps me alive and healthy, keeps me out of trouble. Um, (laughs) And I'm having a lot of fun with it.
0: That's incredible, man. That is incredible. Yeah, and just to give some context for our listeners, um, I don't know if you recall, Kalani, but the first time I met you was at Stand Down about... Two or three years ago, um, it was Cammies and Canines. I was there with my now wife, Corey. Um, Roderick was there. I think you were there with Daniel as well, representing Cammies uh, and Canines. And um, something that I've always admired about you was your your servant's heart. And we were talking a little bit about this um, before we before we hopped on the podcast. But um, I'm always looking for people who are have that servant's heart. You know, I've noticed, I've just seen from afar, all the things, uh, the irons that you have in the fire and the common thread, the common theme that I see with all those is, is service being of service. I think it's so inspiring and so incredible. Uh, and as you're kind of sharing your story, it does allows me to kind of connect the dots and see where all that comes from. Um, and then also, um, you're involved, you're involved in rise up network as well. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that is a project that I hold near and dear to my heart. Really proud of this organization, and I was given the opportunity to um, step up on the board and continue to serve in that capacity. So I am a board director, and the thing that we do at Rise Up Network is literally look for those community leaders who are stepping up and rising up to to take care of our community. And there's so many people, so many great organizations out there. Um, The one thing that we can do for them is put the spotlight on them and give them the exposure that they deserve. Oftentimes, these community leaders are heads down because they're focused on completing their mission and providing a good service to the community. They're so outwardly focused that sometimes they forget about themselves. And so, There's a group of us out there, uh, leading that charge and wanting to make sure that to the extent possible, we give these folks, these community leaders, the spotlight that they deserve. Wow. That's incredible. So, um,
0: when you say give them the spotlight they deserve, what are, what are some ways that you, you guys are doing that? Cause I know there's a lot of listeners out there, um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of servant leaders, as you said, that are so nose to the grindstone, um, busy. What are some ways that you guys are able to to provide that for them?
1: Great question. I'm I'm glad you asked. So, if you're out there listening, check out our website. You know, look up Google Rise Up Network, and we have hundreds of podcasts out there where you can learn about all the different things that are going on in our San Diego community. And we do that. So we're able to offer these community leaders video podcasts, audio podcasts. And now we've actually gone out as far as to take our cameras to where they are so that we could capture some B-roll, some actual footage of them doing the good stuff that they're doing. See, the resources that we have is we've got the media technology to put this stuff together. And that's not something that these nonprofits always have. And it's not just nonprofits. There's a lot of for-profit companies out there that are doing good stuff. So what we can do for them is get some camera footage, get some audio footage and put something together and then blast it out there. If you want to see the type of work we can do, then go to our website, Google Rise Up Network. We also have a Facebook and Instagram. Um, And you can take a look at some of the podcasts, some of the footage that we've done already. Cammies and Canines has been on there two or three times. Um I think I've been on there also for 80 gigs. And uh, we're looking to expand our network outside of San Diego. That's our that's our newest development is we're taking Rise Up Network um outside of San Diego. So it's actually blossomed into this thing where hey um, if you're out there doing good stuff, reach out to us because um there's a good chance that we can help you get the exposure that you need. But more importantly, join our network. That's what this is. Like there's no point in being in competition with each other. Let's just be part of a yeah. network where we all lock arms with each other and and actually provide a focused and efficient um service to our community man, that's huge. That's, that's really incredible
0: that, that you guys are doing that, especially in this space, I think of, of entrepreneur, you know, you hear that term solopreneur. And it's, it's so, so important for people um, to really, to really come together to unify. I love that you mentioned they're not in competition, but rather, you know, coming together, helping each other out, um, and really unifying for that singleness of purpose. I think that's huge. That's really cool. Now, man, I I can't help but notice here, Kalani, like all these things, you know, all these irons in the fire, all these amazing things that you're out there creating. You mentioned the word serial entrepreneur. Is this, is this something that you've always had inside you? Have you always been, have that entrepreneur type, type mindset? I mean, is this like something that you had when you were a kid and where does, where do you think this comes from?
1: Um, I think it comes from my need, my genuine passion to be of service. Mm. You know, I remember my mom mom telling me that she remembers me having such a huge heart as a little kid and wanting to take, wanting to help some homeless person that I had no idea, like I didn't know who they were. Um, I don't remember that experience, but here I am 30 years later and I've got the same heart. And for me, entrepreneurship isn't just about taking huge risk and putting all your eggs in one basket and creating something new, creating something where like nobody can truly understand except for you. Right. For me, entrepreneurship is about creating abundance for others. So Cammies and canines was about helping others. Pretty simple. In fact, it was helping homeless veterans and homeless dogs. But now with my current project, ADU geeks. It's not just about building these tiny homes. It's not about building ADUs. It's about creating job opportunities. And so, you mentioned an interesting word, solo entrepreneur. Um, I see that all the time here in San Diego. And what I've learned the hard way, and so is. The way the San Diego market is, you your wick will burn out so fast if you try and do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. People out here in San Diego are competing to collaborate with others. That's the game. Yeah. And once yeah. you come to that realization, then you take a look around you and see who else is doing good in the community, who else has got the same focus that that you have, where your values are in alignment with that other person or that other organization. And you need to team up with them. You simply cannot afford to do this by yourself. So ADU Geeks is about creating employment opportunities for others. And what is it? So if that's the case, as I'm out there paving the, you know, hitting the streets, beating the drums about ADUs, I'm also looking for opportunities to work with other organizations that can help me get closer to creating employment opportunities. And I'm also looking for nonprofits that I can team up with that may be able to step up and help me in the areas of construction or rehab, rehabilitation. There's a lot of couples out there. I just ran into a project where there's an elderly couple out there and their house really needs some TLC. Mm-hmm. and. From a for-profit perspective, I'm willing. I'm willing to let go of any profits if I could team up with a nonprofit out there who can provide some labor. We'll provide the expertise, and let's help these elderly couples. That's what it's about. Yeah. So I bring the unique thing that I bring into this arena that I've, I'm in now, which is construction. Is I've got the nonprofit background. I don't need. I'm only in this to help. Um, And some of the organizations that I've been fortunate enough to team up with kind of changing subjects here is not just rise up network, but there's also boys to men Mm -hmm. boys to men is such an incredible organization. It's a network of mentors, men and women who are mentoring fatherless, and at-risk boys. Think about the climate that our community is in right now. What our world needs, what our community needs, is people to listen. Because healing, and I need you to hear this, healing begins the moment when somebody feels like they're being heard. That's it. But instead, we got so many people talking. And the reason why I bring this up is our mentors are going out of their way to reach out to all of our boys and offering an ear. We just want to listen. We want to give them our ear and just listen. Listen to these young men as men. Teach them to use their words to express their feelings in a healthy, loving, and responsible way. We certainly hold them accountable, but we do it from a place of love and respect. And our hope, our thought process is that we can teach these young men how to be mature in a responsible way. How to use their words like I just shared. How to check their emotions. How to be in touch with their feelings, but not become the feeling. How to say I'm sorry. How to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? That's my stuff to own. I'll work on that. Thank you. What we're trying to do is get it to where these boys are no longer walking these streets as ticking time bombs, angry at whoever or whatever. There's so much of it. And that's why we end up with situations where schools are being shot up and, you know, so much violence in the world. That's right. We can't we can't stop it all or save it all, but what we can do is start with these young these young men, and the, the the demographic that we're focusing on at Boys to Men is those who don't have dads, or maybe they do have dads, but for whatever reason they just need some extra attention. The at risk boys, and let me tell you how legit this program is. So first of all, you probably if you're in San Diego, you've probably seen their billboards all over, yeah. um, but these schools, middle schools are, we show up to the middle schools weekly, weekly. And teachers are pulling these kids out of class so that they could sit in circle with us, with our mentors for an hour. How incredible is that? Like think about how hard it is to get onto a school campus. Cause you got to go through all the background checks and sure. Yeah. Get parents approval, all that stuff. Well, we've, we've, because we've been doing this for over 20 years, uh, we have an established program, proven statistics, go to men.org and you'll see, you'll see the impact that we're making. And right now is the perfect time to, you know, either join Boys to Men as a mentor or help us, you know, fundraise or whatever the case may be. But this is a direct, this is an area where anybody can make a direct, significant impact I'm talking about change that actually means something. Man, that's incredible. And you,
0: you know, what better way you said it, you said it so well, what better way to make that change than with our our youth and our up and coming generation, you know, that truly is the future um, of our country. And to have such a huge impact, I'm, you know, you hear that, I don't know if, I'm sure you've heard that expression, you know, be that mentor that you never had. You know, I, I would, Think about, man, how how grateful I would be to have a mentor when I was a developing young man and, and boy. And for those, as you said, for those of you listening out there, I've I also know uh, some people involved in Boys to Men. Um, Joe Sigerson um, and I had a, a couple other buddies that went through the process. For those, for the people listening, Kalani, you want to tell them kind of what that what does the process look like? You know, you go online, you apply, and then wh- how long is the process? Um, how frequently are they meeting up? What does that, what does that typically look like?
1: Oh, there's so many different opportunities. So the process starts with the application. So go online, fill out the application, submit it. There is a background check. As you can imagine, since we're working with, um, these young children, it's so important that, that the volunteers that we put in front of these children have a complete background check. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's first and foremost, once we pass that, then we're off to the races, and there's so many things that we can use your help on. Um, you want to sit in a circle with these boys? That's awesome. We do that weekly, obviously because of COVID and there's no school right now. But we're still meeting with these um, t- we're still meeting with these boys, and we're meeting with them electronically uh, via Zoom. Um, we also host weekend retreats. It's such a unique experience for these young oh, men. That's awesome. The weekend retreats, really, it's about a rite of passage, right? A lot of these young men don't ever go through that. I was in the Marine Corps. When I went into the Marine Corps, believe you me, there was a rite of passage I had to go through. (laughs) So um, we want to give these young boys a rite of passage into manhood. But what's unique about this experience for them is those young men who went through the program already, return to the mountain and they actually lead the weekend. So you got young men leading young men. We're giving them the opportunity to step into their leadership. It's such an incredible experience. So if you want to volunteer and be part of it, you could do something like that and just supervise and be part of that. Um, But my, my big ask, and and it's my job to make this ask, I'm, I'm a director, board director is, Listen, if we cannot keep the lights on, we don't have a program. Right. right. So yeah. whether you want to volunteer and just mentor these boys, that's great. Please do so. We we need more mentors, but we also need folks who are willing to step up and do just a little bit of fundraising. Even if you could sign up for like five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, that is incredible because if we could get 10 people to do that, that's a lot of money. And, yeah. and just, just to show you like the impact or, or the service that we're providing. We got voicemen vans driving all over San Diego right now as we speak, driving to these young men's houses, checking on them, seeing how they're doing. And we're getting ready to lock in a deal where we can uh, get our young men some experience with jujitsu for free. Oh, that's awesome, man. Right? That's so incredible. So – there's that's a whole nother discipline that can offer so much help to these these young men and teach them to channel their energy in a in a healthy way well one of the ways that we get to make that happen is logistically we've got to take our bands go pick these young men up take them to their jujitsu class and then bring them back to their house right so these are opportunities i want to like let me just stress how significant this is it may seem trivial to you and me but being able to pick up these boys and take them to an activity that is worthwhile and then take them back home is so huge because these are opportunities these young men would not have had otherwise so if you're thinking what is my five dollar donation going to do right Well, if you're doing that per month and there's a bunch of us donating five bucks a month, you know how much gas we can get with that so that we can go pick up these boys and take their jujitsu class. So once again, like I mentioned earlier, it's all about collaboration. So to make this effort happen, we're collaborating with a jujitsu instructor who has been so gracious to basically say, hey, any of your boys from boys to men that show up in my um, my studio, it's free, absolutely free. Wow! And that's the power of the Boys and Men Network. Wow, that's really cool.
0: I love that you guys are incorporating that discipline in there. You know, because it, it kind of ties back into that that rite of passage. You know, martial arts is such a fundamental discipline to learn at that age. You know, there's so many lessons within that alone that um, I think would be so huge uh, as developing boys. That's incredible, man. Um, now going back to, to, you know, as, as I kind of were talking to you a little bit earlier with, uh, with his podcast, I always love to tie to, to share a little bit about the, um, what the past, right. I'm not one to glorify war stories, um, or to spend too much time in it, but I always love to hear a little bit about, um, a little bit about your experience prior to, to these companies, you mentioned, you know, military service, which I thank you so much for serving our country. Um, but tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what growing up pre-military and then what kind of led that, that journey of post-military and what got you into these, these endeavors.
1: Yeah. So growing up, I come from a family where my parents were divorced. I was actually raised by my grandparents, not my Mm -hmm. mom or my dad. And so I had, I would say I, I had a childhood where, you know, I didn't get to see my mom and dad every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, so as I grew up into a young man, I was always seeking my parents' approval and their attention. Mm-hmm. My father yep. was, my father's also a Marine. He retired as a master sergeant and I wanted to be just like him. So I went to school. Did things a little bit differently. I went to school, went to University of San Diego here. And then after I graduated college, I went into the Marine Corps um, and followed in his footsteps. Did that for 12 years. Did a few deployments. um, Was married twice during the time while I was in the Marine Corps. uh, Divorced twice. And uh, it was nobody's fault. I mean, the Marine Corps life, the military life, it's acting on a family. Right. And as I was a young man, I didn't I didn't understand it, but I, I understand it now. So um, but after my second marriage, I hit a really, really, really low spot in my life. I was dealing with a lot of baggage, baggage that I didn't quite understand. I didn't even know I had this baggage. Um, and I was in an area that I was not familiar with. I didn't have any family. So I was up in like the NorCal area just hovering around between Oakland and San Francisco area and mm-hmm. um, trying to muscle my way through this tough time in my life and found myself sleeping in my car, literally homeless for about seven, eight weeks. And it was just an awful experience because as I was sleeping in my car, struggling with life, I was still in the Marine Corps. And I had this very dark secret I didn't tell anybody. I was in charge of 180 plus Marines, and I didn't know how to tell my Marines that I was hurting and I was struggling. Wow. So um I too choose not to glorify this stuff. But the fact of the matter is that was my experience. And I being the entrepreneur that I choose to be, that's right. Decided <laughs> to to literally make lemonades out of the lemons I was handed. It took some time, and I had to raise my hand and ask for help. And I got the help that I needed by friends, by family, by the VA. It's been incredible. That's and awesome, man. And because of that help that I received, um, and I almost forgot, the Mankind Project, MKP. If you are not familiar with this group, you, and you're a dude, you got to check this out, man. Mankind yeah, tell
0: us, tell us a bit about more about uh, so I don't want to go too much of a tangent, but um, yeah. So this is this is when the, uh, MKP came into the picture, right?
1: Yep, I was up in the Oakland area, and MKP, the Mankind Project, literally saved my life. Um, as I stated earlier, I didn't know that I had issues or problems. I knew that I was struggling, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And I showed up to this weekend retreat, and there was a bunch of dudes. And, like, lots of male testosterone energy, but I'd say within about 24 hours, like, Kalani, for the first time in his life, felt comfortable and safe enough to touch his feelings. And when I did that, when I did that, gallons of tears came following for a whole weekend. It was like an emotional buffet and nobody there starved. And it was the exact thing that I needed. And so I finally, finally found my voice. The little boy in me who is always seeking approval from his parents, mainly his dad, finally found his own voice. And I got to give that little boy in me a chance to speak for the first time a chance to be seen for the first time. These are all techniques, things about Kalani. I had no idea being in the Marine Corps. I'm I'm used to operating with such warrior energy, mm-hmm. but yep. I felt so drained every single day. And I didn't know why until MKP helped me to realize Kalani. I get it on the outside. When you're wearing that uniform, you, it, you have to wear that operate from that warrior and, en- that warrior place. But that's not who you are. That's not who Kalani is. And I found out that Kalani is a lover. Kalani wants to love and be loved. Kalani's very soft inside. Because he wasn't shown this love from his parents, the way it shows up as an adult is Kalani's very hard on himself. Very hard on himself. And now that I've said that out loud, I can see. I can see how being hard on myself and always trying to do something new and always trying to, I guess, get approval from my father. That's the thing that drives me to be so involved with the community. Mm. That's the thing that drives me to create these new companies. It's never about me. It's about others. Right. So I, so I've been asked before, how is it that you are always so focused on, on other people who either don't care or are ungrateful. And what it all comes down to is through my work with the Mankind Project, the thing I learned mm-hmm. about Kalani is I'm simply loving these men and women the way I was not loved as a kid. And being in touch with that and owning that about myself is what keeps me alive. It's, dude, I am wow. It's, it's, the thing can that, can it's the thing that um you know, the VA at one point gave me a bunch of meds. They gave me a bunch of drugs
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was supposed to help me with this, that, and the other. My drug of choice today is talking. So I'm very grateful <laughs> to be on this podcast because really, dude, your your the gift you are giving me right now in this moment is the opportunity to just talk. To just be a human being, take my mask off and let the world see me. Be vulnerable. That was a very hard thing for Kalani way back when. But now it's like a drug and I'm addicted to it. It's just being vulnerable. And the reason why that's so important, if you're listening, if you're listening, it's the deepest form of connection can only be found through vulnerability. So if you're looking for connection, you got to get vulnerable. If you're with your partner, your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you're together physically together, but there's no connection. I bet you nobody's being, nobody's being vulnerable with each other. Like That's where it's at. And so who Kalani is today, what you see is what you get with me. And, um, I have a willingness to be vulnerable with an outright stranger. And even if I'm walking down the street and I see a homeless man or woman, I'm so comfortable sitting down on the street and talking with him and learning their story because in some weird way I feel at home and what it is, it's humanity. When you have nothing else left, but to be human, that's what you get
0: dude i am so glad that you went there and you know it all i these are things that i kind of is i had a feeling that you did this kind of work um on yourself i typically can tell you know somebody has done the work whether it's emotional intelligence healing um doing the work rolling up your sleeves and kind of facing those demons and it's it just being able to connect the dots. It all makes so much sense. You know, you said it, you said it best, you know, people ask you, well, Kalani, how are you so able to be so altruistic expecting nothing in return? And for those of you listening, I couldn't agree more, you know, 100%, you know, facing those demons, those skeletons in the closet, being able to receive love from other men, being able to open up, be vulnerable. And that's, I mean, you, I was just getting so pumped up because everything that you're saying is really the essence of this podcast. You know, it's to hear people like you who are out there making a difference, but then to really get under the surface and figure out, well, how are you able to do that? How are you able to be so unselfish and truly care about giving? You know, especially in today's day and age, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, you know, they want, like you said, they want to have the flashy lifestyle. They want to take the risks. They want to do all these things. And I've been there before too but you know, my question then is where's your heart, where's your heart in the matter? And you are just a, a prime example, Kalani, of somebody who has their heart fully invested into this thing. So I want to, I want to commend you for, for being vulnerable, for opening your heart up, because, um, that's what people need to hear. They need to know that it's okay to be, to be real. It's okay to be, you know, they're safe. Um, but I agree. Um, in order to do that, it's, it takes some work. It takes a safe space. So, um, I'm going to actually tag that in the show notes for people that do want to check that out. The mankind project. Uh, that sounds incredible. So I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and tying this in with entrepreneurship, if I may. Yeah, please. Um, uh, Cause that's who I am. Right. So like, there's a couple key ingredients to being successful when starting your own company. One is a willingness to take the risk. And losing it all. If you want to get across the ocean, you got to have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Mm. And it takes a huge, huge amount of courage to do so. But you're never going to get there unless you take that first step. Vulnerability. That's what that means. It's not just being brave. It's about being vulnerable, having a willingness to be vulnerable. The other key ingredient is being persistent, no matter what. You may not feel like you're making any progress, but what you have to do is keep moving forward at all cost. COVID-19 just passed. I promise you, I was still burning like 28 hours in a day. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know it was COVID-19. That didn't phase me one bit. Not one right. bit. So but The thing that kept me going strong was the idea that one day my contractors are going to call me and say, hey, sir, like I had to go hire some more people. I can't keep up with this amount of business you're sending me, right? I'm having architects call me today saying, how do I get connected with you? I want to be on your team, part of your network. That's creating employment opportunities. Now that architect can go hire other architects, right? So that's how this works. It was about being in service towards others, even though I couldn't see it, touch it, feel it at the moment. So that's faith, Mm. right? So being vulnerable, being faithful, and the persistence, if you are doing something where you are putting goodness into the community, you're not burning anybody, you're not hurting anybody, You're not creating a situation where in order for you to win, somebody has to lose. Mm -hmm. If you stay away from those things and the only objective is to put goodness into the world is to put goodness into the universe, then that's exactly what you're going to get back. When you operate from that place, it doesn't matter how much you get paid. It doesn't. If I don't get, if I don't earn money this weekend, Then I get to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? Did I make a hundred phone calls today? Did I call this person? Did I build did I invoice that person? Well, that's my fault. Right? And Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for those things that I talked about earlier. And that's the thing that keeps my wick burning late at night. That's the thing that keeps me going. And so The point I'm trying to make to somebody who might be listening to this is, listen, if you're in the process of starting your own company, or you're in a moment in your life where it's like, what am I doing? I just want to give up. Don't keep going at it. If you are burnt out, genuinely burnt out, ask yourself if you're in this for the right reasons. If it's just for you so that you win, but in order for you to win, somebody else has to lose. Yeah. You're going to keep hitting these roadblocks. Why? Because if you, in order for you to in order for you to win and somebody has to lose, that's not something that God is going to be okay with. That's right. And so, guess what? You're going to be hitting some speed bumps. You're going to be hitting some serious walls. But the moment that you can make this about other people, the moment when you can be Christ-like and give to other people then the road to success becomes wide open for you to take. And that's the, that's like the, the key ingredient for Kalani. So if you don't truly understand what I'm saying, I want to make it clear. I'm calling it now, ADU Geeks was born January of this year. By the end of this year, we will have ADUs built. We will have created so much employment opportunities. And those are the only measures of success that we care about. Notice I didn't say money. Yep. So. Dude, that's
0: incredible. I love your mindset Um, and you, you know, your measuring stick for success, you know, because you, you said it right. You know, when your head hits the pillow at night and you're just left with you and Kalani or I'm left with myself and James, you know, reality is You know, we've, I I know I've been there if I'm chasing after the dollar bill and I'm in it for me, well, my conscious doesn't lie. My conscious knows when I'm out of integrity, when I'm out of in character. And I truly believe that God created each individual on earth to, to be in community. You know, the common thread of this podcast has been community, has been serving, I'm not doing this thing alone. And I truly believe that selfishness is the root of suffering. I really do. Um, And I've experienced that firsthand. When I'm self-consumed, when I'm worried about what's in it for me, that's when my life gets pretty miserable (laughs) pretty quickly. But I mean, how can you be unhappy and unfulfilled when you're constantly out there just seeking to make a difference? I mean, it's just so I'm inspired by you, man, and you you continue to inspire me. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I know we got to close it out soon, but wrap it up with two questions. Um, My first question for you is, what are
1: you grateful for today? I'm grateful for the family that I have. I'm grateful for the experiences that I have, the good and the bad experiences. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to do something new and different each and every day. I'm grateful that God loves me so much that I get to make endless amounts of mistakes. And yet he continues to forgive me and love me just as much. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head, food in the fridge. And I'm grateful to have the ability to love others and to have the ability to receive love from others. That's what I'm grateful for.
0: Powerful buddy. And I'm, I will say I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, to have this time with you today. Uh, I've learned a lot took a lot of notes and I know our audience is going to, you know, the the domino effect, the ripple effect is real. And I know there's going to be a lot of that going on with our listeners, a lot of value that you brought to this podcast. So I appreciate it. And then my last question is where can, uh, where can people find you? Galani? I know we dropped a couple of your websites, a couple of your projects, but if they just want to
1: see what you're up to or connect with you, uh, where can they find you on the socials? Man, I would love to connect with everybody listening. Just hit me up on Facebook. Uh, send me a friend request, Kalani Krutzberg. K-A-L-A-N-I. And then my last name is spelled C-R-E-U-T-Z-B-U-R-G. But whether it's Facebook or Instagram, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you in person. Always look into build a new relationship, make new friends. Always.
0: Incredible man. Well, you you truly have a heart of gold. Um, I'm. I know I can feel it. It's infectious. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to get this out there. Thank you again for taking the time to hop on the common thread here today, buddy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I look forward to the next one.
0: All right, man. See ya. Take care. Bye. Oh man, what an incredible, incredible experience to get to sit down with Kalani, um, unpacked and delivered some insane value. Also got super vulnerable and shared some stuff that I didn't even know. Um, and really just kind of blew the lid off this thing. So I couldn't have, couldn't plan for anything better. So, um, thank you guys for tuning in again, if you can share this with your friends, leave your review, that would be greatly appreciated and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.